Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Armor Up, Hands Up, Buckle Up. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and tonight is Friday at the end of the week. Yes, that would be September 9th, or I guess September 8th. Eighth in the year 2023. I can't even read the date today. Well, anyway, Patriots, it has been a good week, and we've had a good run of the week, and things have gone pretty well. And I'll tell you, this has been a crazy setup for the beginning of the month, and it's going to continue forward with what continues to be an unraveling of the society and an unraveling of everything that we know. We are right now in a critical point of having to understand that our systems as we know it are falling apart and they're being set up to do so. The question is really, who is going to take the victor's crown when this is over? And that's the unfortunate part of where we are right now. Is that too many people are ill-prepared, they're not seeing what's coming, and with this there's going, there's going to be some rather dramatic changes that are going to shake people up. And it's where literally the lack of faith will make people fall and bend and bow to this evil cabal. Patriots, before we get going tonight, food is always a weapon. We know that. It's used as a weapon system, and you have to be very cognizant of that. And as part of that, you need to be prepared. You need to have a a good food emergency system set up in your home. Part of that needs to be long-term emergency food. And there's no better place to go than My Patriot Supply. Now, My Patriot Supply is really provides the, one of the finest quality products out there. They have Their meals taste great. They have 2,000 calories a day. And if you go to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, you will be able to save a great savings right now on the three-month emergency food kit. You should get one for every member of your family. And that is just a security and safety of mind to have there in case anything happens, whether it's a reason that you have to quickly move your location because of some sort of natural disaster, which seems to be increasingly common, or whether it is an event where you have to buckle up in your house and you can't get things, but you need to know that you can be, you're going to have the food that you need with a full calorie set for each day. Each meal comes with about 2,000 calories a day, great flavored, and great, great flavored meals, and it's all everything you need for the nutritional stability for a period of time. And 90 days is a great window to have a minimum preparedness for. So head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, and you will be ready for whatever comes. And let's hope it's not a lot, but it seems to be getting crazier by the day. So head to preparewithbards.com and get yourself the three-month meal emergency food kit for your family today. All right, so we got a couple of things on the right on top right now. And part of this is this hurricane that's coming off the coast of Florida. I guess that's Lee. And it's coming out of Africa, coming across and starting to swoop up to Florida. This is has several projections on it. So I'm going to just say this. Always difficult to say what these are going to do. The projection models are part of the PSYOP that they do many times. 
not saying this is the case. I am telling you that the projections are showing two hurricanes merging to one to create one massive hurricane that will span up from Florida all the way up to New York. Is that going to happen? I don't know. What I do know is that we're in a situation right now where there's a lot of things being thrown at America. We are in a system of weather warfare. That technology does exist, even though a lot of people don't want to acknowledge it. And this is part of the continuing attack on our continent and our country to try to break the will of the nation, break its infrastructure on top of already the many layers of attacks that our people are coming from. The thing that we have to keep in mind, and it's a very critical and very important focus right now, is that God has not entered this in full scale yet. What we are witnessing is a crazy Luciferian cabal that is trying to convince people with its parlor tricks, which seem rather significant to the average person, but they're trying to convince people with their parlor tricks that they are gods and have total control. Have total control. What we have to start stepping into are the authorities which we've been given and start understanding that God has given us those authorities for just such a time as this. And it's time that we use them and time that we lean into them. That's part of the exercises that we do. I shouldn't even say exercises, the process that we do increasingly every day is using our prayer authority and using those declarations of authority because we don't fight this war with the weapons of steel and the weapons of the flesh. We fight these wars with the weapons of the spirit and their massive weapons and tools that can literally break down strongholds and fortresses. That's biblical. And so in all of this that we present when we go over things, we have to understand all of what they're capable of doing to incite fear and to incite submission and force submission out of the people. That's ultimately what they're trying to do. So the hurricane is one, and it's it's grown massively. This one guy I've been following is literally called it two days ago. It was it was a cat one, and all of a sudden it jumped overnight to a cat four. So you can see this the this increase and the seeding that they're doing. There's a lot of things like this that are happening, and so they're trying to prepare for and get people scared again of a massive disaster. And there may be one. I'm not going to say there isn't going to be a massive swell, but this in the past patterns these things tend to be played up on the media to get people in a panic state. And then as it comes into the shore, it tends to spin upwards along the coast and diminishes some as it goes back out into the Atlantic. I'm not going to tell you that's going to happen. I am going to tell you that these fools that are running this thing, these pedophile psychopaths, they want America destroyed. And I think it's very fundamentally important to understand that these people truly hate America and they are in, and they've growing a deeper hatred for America, not necessarily because they started there, but because now the, the great awakening is happening at such a level and truth is coming out to such a degree that they're realizing that they're going to be held accountable. So they hate you and I even more because we should never have questioned their authority. We should never have done anything in their mind other than be obedient to what they were doing because they see themselves in one form or another as gods. And that's a very simple statement that holds true across a multitude of spectrums. Now, with that, I want to just talk a little bit here before we go further into what's coming up in Bards Fest, because Bards Fest is the 21st to the 23rd of September. The, the speaker lineup has been improving day by day. We have amazing speakers coming in. Uh, we've added two speaker, three speakers in the last 24 hours. We, we added Joe Allen, which will, he'll be speaking on Thursday. He is um, the transhumanist that spoke last night. Today we added Ivan Raiklin. 
uh, retired lieutenant colonel, special forces, who's been doing his work up in D.C. We also add, added um, Brad Miller, who was a retired battalion commander who stood up against the COVID shot. We had him on the show recently as well. We have a pretty amazing lineup in days, um, powerful entry with great speakers on. We'll get the full schedule up by Monday, but powerful lineup on Thursday. And then on on Friday, it's, it's a lining up to be pretty much a special operations kind of heavy duty, heavy hitter veteran against the vax type day to really hear some powerful voices. And then Friday, we have some amazing pastors coming in, including Pastor Paul Cantrell and Pastor Devin that are just going to just bring it for everything that we're doing. It's, it is an amazing event of three days that I'm really excited that everybody's to be part of, and I, and I hope you can be there. It is, um, we're, the t- tickets are available. They're donation-based. The recommended donation is $100 per person, but no one is denied. I need to make that clear. So if you don't have money for a ticket, we will cover that. If you, have, if you can't afford the $100 but can afford some, then pay what you can afford. All of that... All of that is about the philosophy that we have here, which is that no one is denied towards a God's event. And this is important that everybody comes together right now in this meeting. This is turning out to be an amazing Bards Fest in a lineup that has taken what started at Yuba City and taking it to a whole new level with the idea of bringing two worlds, which is the military and the the American patriot worlds together to where they complement and start to rise up together. And there's going to be a lot of that going on, a lot of opportunity to interact with some great people, some great veterans and great American heroes. And that includes, if you have children, bring them. We encourage it because we're really encouraging heavily this time a great children's program and youth program, including classes that are going to be taught for first aid and medical care, emergency medical care by uh, Team Sergeant Corey Terry, who is a friend of mine and uh, just an amazing special forces operator. He's an 18 Delta, and he's going to be there doing that, and that's going to be in support of our other program. So make sure and check this out. This is everybody. The beautiful thing about everybody is they're all walking with Christ. And so you're seeing really the whole fabric and the, the beauty of the collage of God's body. Of God's body. It's, it's the, the body of Christ before us, and it's, it takes on many forms. It's going to be great opportunities to pray great opportunities to celebrate and great opportunities to get for baptisms, great opportunities to do deliverance work. In fact, I'm flying in the team, um, Brian and Alicia, who run the deliverance program at Glad Tidings Church. They're going to be on the ground to do a deliverance work every day. So this is super important as an event. And I think that timing-wise, as it has happened, and all this was God-led from the beginning, timing-wise, this is, I don't think we could have had a more important moment as things start to heat up and ramp up into the fall into what who knows where it's going. But the most important thing is to understand is that this is the strengthening of the remnant and hence the theme, preparing the saints for the work of the ministry. So anything you can do to be part of it is great. It will be streamed online. It's important to be part of that as well. Share it, let people know where it's at. And, and you know, these links, it's not a paywall to, to view it. These are this is a stream available for everybody. If people want to donate, those links will be available. But the focus is getting this thing ready to go and bringing it to the world so that we can together strengthen the body of Christ. All that's a lead up to what we're facing here as a, a country, which is truly in crisis right now. We are starting to see the crumblings of this architecture of the, the Towers of Babylon. 
And so as an example, there's a headline today, Walmart pay cuts for new hires indicates economic downturn has arrived. The latest job reports have revealed the U.S. labor market will still be adding jobs, shows signs of cooling. Walmart, the nation's largest private employer, has noticed the slowdown and is cutting pay for new store hires. According to the documents reviewed by the Wall Street Journal, the the retailer announced a new payment structure for new employees that went in effect in mid-July. Anyone who is hired today receives less pay than someone who was hired three months ago. The new payment structure means that new hires who join the digital or stocking departments will make about a dollar and an hour a dollar an hour less than they would have had they been hired earlier in the year. This is these are early signs of something much very critical, and it's in the midst of what many are calling a labor shortage. But now there's in the matching the labor shortage, you're starting to get a shrink in the economy, and this is where you're going to start to see deflation which means that certain things, certain prices of things are going to fall as certain critical things start to rise. So you expect to see housing market prices collapse as we start to see the cost of living continue to rise. This is this inverted economy happening right now because we are in this massive shift and near and it's a structural realignment. And I don't know that I would say we're heading into a total collapse, but we are entering, entering into a very turbulent period that will be a major financial reset at the end of this. And the only question is, are we prepared to step aside from their digital offerings and enslavement, or are we going to be swooped in, or are you going to be swooped in and captured by what they have? The preparation talk that we have constantly and ongoing is critical to understand that it's real, it's very visceral, and it's, it's something that's coming. Now, with this, we have an increasing awakening of where America is going. And the problem is we are getting closer and closer to an, an implosion of some kind. And unfortunately, that implosion is going to be driven by a lot of our own absurdity. I can't even speak. Absurdities as a people. As a nation, we have started to accept the most crazy things. And unfortunately, in a systems model as we go, this is stressing the maximum level of what this system can handle. We are, we are in a place now where boys are declaring themselves to be girls, girls are declaring, declaring themselves to be boys, or people are identifying as anything they want under the sun. That sort of concept is being mainstreamed. We have California now that just voted through a measure that says that if parents don't identify and acknowledge their child's gender choice, that the children can be taken out of their home forcefully. We have the New Mexico mayor in Albuquerque today that has banned the, any open or, or concealed carry in his in in the state or in the city for the next 30 days we have panic that's ensuing into these people and you have to look at these signs to ask yourself what is happening because they have had a plan in place has been very strategically placed that there's been a lot of them that have strategically positioned themselves in government in media in movie in film in 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 the in corporate boardrooms and what they are all sought to do is to bring this force, this country into a communist style revolution without having to fire a shot so that they can subdue the people. Their hope was to break the back of America with the clot shot, to, to destroy them physically and destroy the military internally from within doing the same thing. And then from that, be able to execute a coup with the help of the U.N. and Chinese forces, likely to then take over America and conquer it and resettle it, put the, the patriot Americans into FEMA camps. You exterminate them at will 
and then be left with who's ever remaining that would be compliant slaves and then force them into forced medical procedures to do whatever they wanted with until they mastered this transhumanist agenda and people would become forever locked into a AI grid. I'm not exaggerating about any of that. I wish we were. I wish this was some sort of a science fiction movie, but it's not. It's the real psychopaths that are here that are in charge and are occupying this nation. We are in a very critical window for our nation, a window that we have to start deciding. And I'm going to speak what I believe God has put on my heart, and I and this is what I truly believe God has shown, but this is up to you to take to prayer, but this is what I'm going to say. I do not believe the outcome for humanity is determined right now. I believe we are in a window of choice. And I believe that how we choose to walk, the strength in which we choose to lean into the Father, the strength that we choose to de- to declare our authorities in this world will determine to a large degree where we go as a nation. Nations are being judged. I have no question that in the end, like we always say, God wins. But we have to remember that in the end, also with Noah, most everybody got washed away. I am not one that advocates for the revelation theory, that we are somehow in the wait in this critical moment in time and at the end. You know that, and that's where I am. I just don't believe it. What I do believe, however, is I do believe that the mightiness mightiness of people praying and listening to prophecy and praying into this and truly putting their belief in Christ can change the timeline on which Christ returns. I believe that. So we have a critical, critical role in this period. However you sort that out in your life, that's for you. But this is I'm giving you where I sit. Because I don't see our role as anything other than highly active and persistent in a battle space that is increasingly becoming difficult to navigate and what we would call semi-permissive, which is restricting our movement increasingly. We have a hostile force that is our government that considers by the definition of our founding fathers a despotic form of government. By the rules and laws and authorities given to us, which descend from the Father all the way to us, we have been given the authority to overthrow such form of government and choose a new form of government for the betterment of the people. We have that right. We are probably the only people in the world that have that right. This government wants you to believe otherwise. They want you to believe that that is not going to happen. They want you to believe truly that this is a different time and that they are in charge and that we have no authority. And that's not true. I'm also not one that believes in any way that there is a determined end of destruction in the period we're in right now. We have an active role right now, and I do believe we're in a very critical change of eras, but I do not believe we are at the end. So if you're a revelationist and you believe it's the end and everything's coming, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not making any judgment. I'm telling you where I'm at because it changes my mindset and how I operate in the battle space. And I will never stop operating actively in this battle space. I won't. And that's, as I've said, I truly believe in this place that we have way too many people in this time that are willing to sit and wait for a time that Jesus will take them away. And I think that is contrary to Scripture in the way it's laid out, and I think that's a cheap way of trying to get out of a fight that we're here for because I believe we are in a critical time that God has placed us here intentionally to fight with our authorities and to stand up and be bold in this hour. I do not buy into this idea somehow that, that we're, we're, we are powerless against this evil. In fact, I find that to be an insult to our Father. I find that what we have here is a world that is a fallen world that truly, as we sit here in this time, in this place, 
we will have an oppor- we continue to have an opportunity to become mightier and to embrace our authorities and our inheritance as the children of the Most High. But that's a discipline, and that's a mindset, and it's a point of abiding more deeply in Him, and it's a point of turning ourselves more deeply into Him and letting things unfold. Will we see a great victory in our lifetime? I have no idea. Do I know the hour? Absolutely not. Do I predict it? Not a chance, because that is only up to our Father. But what I do know is when that time comes, whatever it is, I'm going to be there constantly fighting until literally Jesus puts his hand on my shoulder and says, that's good, my son, and I'm going to be all right with that. So I'm laying all this out because going into Bards Fest, you have to understand the mindset of we're going into here. This is an active war, and this is raising up the massive and powerful body of Christ that's here and needs to be awakened. I believe as a nation, as I said in the first Bards Fest back in 2001, have the entire nation, if the nation would humble itself before God and repent, from there we would rise and most of this would have been ended. But the problem is we didn't as a nation. We continue to wander. We continue to question. We continue to doubt God. We continue to turn our eyes away from God. Even though many are coming back to the Lord, there's still so many that hang on and resist that idea that there is such a thing as Jesus, that Jesus is real, and that the Bible has anything other than a story that they read going to bed at night. We have to literally, did I say 2001? It looks like someone said 2001. I must have said that. 2021 is what I meant to say. Excuse me. A Bard's Fest in 2021. I just saw the chat note. So, This is the context in which I operate every day and increasingly. And I will tell you in that context, what I'm seeing is incredible things happening. I'm seeing great warriors coming from the special operations community, coming from the conventional army and military, stepping in now with a power and belief in Christ to step in deeper into those beliefs and know that they're called for this hour and this time to stand up against this evil. These aren't men and women that make those choices lightly. They've served, they've done their thing, and now they're being called, and they hear that call, and they're responding. And so Bards Fest is this opportunity to bring a seasoned bunch of patriot warriors that have been out here fighting this cabal and domestic front and meeting up with a seasoned bunch of kinetic-type warriors that have been fighting the fights around the world, coming together through the body of Christ to stand together in in this hour to say we can support and we'll gain from each other to become stronger and mightier in our Lord. That's truly where our focus is in Bards Fest, and that is hence the preparing the saints for the work of the ministry, to raise up, to heal, and to bless each person hopefully leaving with with the blessing of the Holy Spirit to step into this fight and be mighty. This is a necessary thing because the one principle about everything that we do now, and we have to be increasingly clear on, we have to respond to what the Holy Spirit nudges us to do. We're in a fight, and we have to acknowledge constantly that we are not in this fight by ourselves, nor is it our direction. It is God that's working through us. And when we submit and abide in that, this is an incredible hour for us to grow and become greater in all in He. This is where I walk. Like I share, this is where I walk, and not everyone's going to agree, and I'm like, good, whatever. Can't, that's not my concern because I know that I'm clear with where I walk with Father. 
But I also know that what sits before us is real, and I know that what we have before us is opportunity to literally turn the tide of this thing in an incredible way, and in so doing and being mighty as the remnant to be able to experience a Gideon moment that we can disperse the enemy with the things that God leads us to do, even if that means blowing horns and breaking pots of light. That we what we perceive as lethal and what God sees and knows as lethal may not always line up. And in so doing, the actions that we take can never be understated as to the importance as God leads us. Because these little things can make big wakes. These little things can wake somebody up that you didn't expect to do. We can never stop pressing into that. We have a very visceral enemy. This enemy flies a rainbow flag sometimes. Sometimes it flies another flag. But it definitely seizes ground. And it gets inside of people's head. It plays on, top, it plays on people's emotions of guilt and the, and the principles of Christian values of supposedly having to accept everybody and accept everything, it twists the idea of love, and it inverts the concept of acceptance and achieving what we want, even proclaiming that they are trying to live into God by choosing a, a way of choosing their own gender. This is their lies. And these lies have now settled into many of our churches and become an anchor point for many of our pulpits as the churches fly that rainbow flag in front of their, their temple, and they're literally submitting to the enemy. Everywhere we see that rainbow flag, sadly, you are watching a stronghold of the enemy, and it must be broken. And the way we break it truly is through the spiritual tools in which God gave us to raise up and to pray into that and to break these strongholds and to bring these en this enemy to the ground. This is visceral, this is real, and this is the war that we fight. To put this in certain context, I want to go back. And Greg Reese came out with a piece today, and I want to go back to 9-11. And I want you to hear this piece again to just consider how deep in this lie and infection has been for many years and just how long it has taken for people to wake up to the level of infestation and infiltration that we've had in this nation. It would take hours to go over all the evidence which proves that the attack on September 11th, 2001 was an inside job. And I suggest you look into it if you haven't already. But to simplify the situation, all you need to do is look at Building 7. What some people still don't realize is that there were three buildings that fell into their own footprint that day. Three buildings that fell at free fall speed, indistinguishable from controlled demolitions, because that's exactly what they were. As the towers came crashing down, we can see the signatures of a controlled demolition. The official story is that Building 7, known as Seven World Trade Center, caught fire as a result of debris from the Twin Towers, which somehow caused a critical internal column to break, causing a cascading failure and collapse. And if this nonsensical official narrative were true, it would make it the first and only steel skyscraper in the world to collapse from fires. The building's owner, Larry Silverstein, took control of the Twin Towers just weeks before 9-11 and had them insured to cover terrorist attacks. After Building 7 collapsed, Silverstein told the media that the decision was made to pull it, suggesting that the building was collapsed on purpose. I remember getting a call from the uh, fire department commander telling me that they were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. 
in response to those this pull, uh, and they made that decision to pull, and then we watched the building collapse. This implies that they somehow rigged the explosives that afternoon while the building was still burning, which is ridiculous. And so the media dismissed his comments and changed their story. There were several witnesses who reported hearing and feeling the type of explosions one would expect from a controlled demolition. You heard explosions, like boom. It has like a distinct sound. Big explosion. Blew us back into the eighth floor. Somebody grabbed my shoulder and I started running and the shit's hitting the ground behind me. And uh, the whole time you're hearing thum, 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 thum. So, I, I think I know an explosion when I hear it. <laughs> Do you know if it was an explosion or if it was a building collapse? To me it sounded like, it, to me it sounded like an explosion. The explosions were captured on video. You want, call your, you want to call your mother or something? Um, in fact, you were just uh, told by police that you should move out of your um, apartment, Tatiana. You've got Carolina here. And they, they advised us to leave because you had, oh my God. First responders were told that the building was going to be blown up. And you were, you guys knew this was coming all day. We had been had, we had heard reports that the building was unstable, and that it eventually would either come down on its own, or it would be taken down. The BBC reported live on air that the building already collapsed before it did. Television viewers could see it in the background, still standing. Ago, was talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing, and indeed it has. Apparently, that's only a few hundred yards away from where the World Trade Center towers were. And it seems that this was not a result of a new attack, it was because the uh, building had been weakened. And the investigation never even investigated for explosives. The Republican White House then signed into law the Patriot Act which allowed the next Democrat White House to target U.S. civilians as if they were domestic terrorists. And they amended the Defense Authorization Act, which allowed the next Republican White House to experiment on the American people with deadly gene therapy and nanotech vaccines. The same people who did 9-11 are pulling off the climate hoax and the deadly COVID shots. They run both parties of our government. Many have forgotten, and it's time to wake up before they kill us all. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Before they kill us all. These people have no mercy. They don't care about any of us because we don't exist as humans to them. We're simply chattel. And there's, we're simply in their way to gain total control and the wealth and pilfering that they can do. This is truly a, a moment in time where we as humanity are going to have to make some hard choices. And that again gets down to the core of our faith and whether you walk a path and accept a path of a warrior in Christ or whether you're going to accept a path of just being passive on the side. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not one that could ever be passive. The, this what has been done and what we know has been done. And there's no question that God is part of all of this, but we have to be willing to step into this fight and be bold. And that takes on many forms. 
I've said this before, and I think it's very important. When, we, when you look at David and you look at the fact that he killed Goliath, that was, a, that was a sanctioned kill by God. And to think that we have a God that is not willing to destroy evil would be foolish. To think that our God is only going to do it himself by some bolt of lightning or some moment, I think that's equally foolish. He is going to use his people and use his means necessary to destroy this enemy. And in listening to him and having been guided by him, he will guide our hands in many ways. This is a very vicious fight, and we are at the end of, a, of an era that we are coming into that is going to determine whether humanity exists as we know it or humanity is sub, subdued into a dark, transhumanist, techno world that there will be no escape from. My guess is we'll see a little bit of both and likely a separation as we go through this that there will be people that will be brought into that circle and they will have to suffer the consequences. There will be, they will be in a point where they wish for death but cannot die. And that's truly in the circles of tech. Our presence right now of helping wake people up through the power of Scripture and the walking with Christ cannot be more important than ever. And there are many out here that are seeking, they just don't know which way to go. The problem is that in the seeking, there's others out here that are noisier, and they're offering things that are greater. Technology is one of those. It's the constant lure of making a promise that they can deliver things in greatness and a future and a golden age and all these things, the trinkets of this world that have nothing to do with the greatness of how God made us. And those will be the difficult decisions that everyone will have to make at some point or another. For some, it won't be difficult at all. They'll simply succumb to what they, they desires and they'll follow that material world. But the benefit of this time has been an enormous awakening, an awakening that has begun to challenge the way we see the world, has begun to challenge the way we take things for granted. And in, this, in, this, in the place of that, we're starting to see the stupidity of the, the rulers that lead us. Literally, we are dealing with people that are not intelligent. It's not those high up. It's those middle-level people that we that are continue to, to cast out orders and which people obey, but they really don't have a lot of a lot of smarts. These people are not adaptive. They've been very obedient to masters. They've gotten everything they've wanted, always at a cost, and that cost is severe. That cost might have been a sacrifice of one of their children. That cost could have been having to sleep with children, even be part of ritual murders. There is always a cost with the cabal. And power is given in exchange for your willingness to do more dastardly deeds. And that is truly how they escalate in their power. There is nobody in D.C. that isn't aware of the destruction of children. There is nobody in D.C. that isn't aware of the cabal's attempts to recruit more and more people in to be part of their ritualistic murders, child sacrifice, the child sex trafficking, and the exploitation of children. It's there. It's everywhere. So if there is a naive sense that settles in that somehow this is going to pass simply by voting in somebody, again, what's the pathway for Trump? And it's a question that we have to constantly ask. I did an interview today with, with Ivan Ranklin, and we talk about that exact thing. And quite frankly, both parties now are maneuvering aggressively to block both Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Trump to keep them off the ballot to ensure that neither one of them are on the ballot because the cabal is now circling its wagons. It knows its time is numbered if it doesn't do things. That time of pacing, the, the idea of accelerating a plan, when right before us that plan is coming at us, 
And they've done this very strategically. And then all of a sudden, within 10 yards of the finish line, they start jumping tracks and they go faster and expose themselves is because they see the panic coming. They know that, that they can't put this genie back in the bottle and that the truth is pouring out. And as it pours out, they are being exposed more and more. So you can expect more dastardly deeds. There was a tweet that came out today from Elon Musk. And that tweet's really, really powerful because it is something that what it reflects is the fact that the cabal has attempted to initiate a global world war and do so by using the using X or SpaceX's new Starlink and to use it for drone strikes against the Russian fleet. That was apparently turned down by Elon Musk and letting them know, letting the world know that he made a choice so that X, the new company, would not be involved in a crime against humanity to escalate a war. And yet there's been an attempt by the government, as it was placed and said, that that would be how it would be handled. This is part of the way that we fight now, that they are trying to use the corporate private partnership to the maximum extent to try to leverage warfare, and they know that they need a war to cover their tracks. But the war that they're needing isn't happening the way they want it. So what you can expect is more and more attempts to try to bring us into civil war. Elon, not Elon Musk's post this morning was, there was an emergency request from government authorities to activate Starlink all the way to Sevastopol, which is where they keep the fleet. The obvious intent being to sink most of the Russian fleet at anchor. If I had agreed to their request, then SpaceX would be explicitly complicit in a major act of war and, con and conflict escalation. There's a desperation happening in our government to initiate a global war. They're trying to with China. They're trying to with Russia. They're trying to do many things because they're, they're being exposed. So if they can't initiate a war with these countries, which seems to be the problem for them lately, then expect them to try to ignite a civil war here in this nation. And those are some very dangerous areas to walk. The civil war is starting to take on interesting forms. I know that people have been very impressed with Tucker Carlson's reporting as of late, but I'd also be cautious about it. His bringing out of Barack Obama being gay, quite frankly, I couldn't care less. The real story there is not about Barack Obama being gay. The real story is the ruse that was placed before the people of masquerading a man, Michael, as a woman and mocking the U.S. And the deeper stories are the association of murders that are tied to gay men that he knew as well as the, the establishment of the transgender agenda, which was putting pushed into the military at that time to, to take over the military as he was purging leadership. I discussed that last night before last. So it's important to understand that when we just start talking about someone being gay, religiously and spiritually, we can discuss it. But from a standpoint of news and intent of what the purposes of that it starts to line up with the attempts to try to create hate on both sides once again. The sides that we are, the left and the right, there's still a lot of love on the left, unfortunately, for Obama, as there's still a lot of love for Bush on the right, unfortunately. Both of these people being hand puppets of the cabal. 
But as we start to watch these things come together, you pay attention to their attempts to try to fuse those sides against each other. And that's where these things will spark if we're not careful. We need a lot of praying for our nation. Our nation needs a lot of prayers because at this moment in time, there's a lot of very delicate walks we have to make. There's a lot of reveals that are continuing to come out. And people are still not prepared for the magnitude of truths that they're ultimately going to have to face. They still aren't processing the idea that there's 8 million children disappearing every year globally. They aren't processing that. They're not asking the question of where these children are going. We can't even account for the 83,000 children that came across our border that disappeared. They don't know where they went. They know that they were delivered to vans. They know that they were flown into locations. And they don't know, at least they say they don't know, where they went. But let's put this in proper context. They say they don't know where these children go, and yet they can identify you or I, whether we've had a COVID shot or not. They can mark that down to our zip code. They can censor a single word that I say or you say. They can clip a a tweet. They can shut down a, a podcast for things that we say. YouTube has censored me for things that I've said in in terms of COVID within seconds of posting a video. So don't think that they don't have the capacity and capability to track children. What it is is that they are running these programs and these platforms with the intent of identifying children to accelerate and become more lethal in their targeting to remove them and grab them. And in the process, they're pushing this open border to get these kids into this country And it's less about the vote, and it's more and more about whatever they're using them for, which is just draconian in in the principles of what they're doing. When it comes to the issues of Obama and, and, and Tucker's reporting about Obama using cocaine, okay, yep, so does everybody else in D.C. is pretty much true. And with that, there's about two tons of fentanyl coming across our border regularly. And so there's not going to be a lot of interest from the people to persecute or prosecute Obama for shooting a line of cocaine, snorting a line of cocaine. It isn't that there isn't a wrong there, but we're so broken as a system right now and as a country. There are so many big issues we have to face. You have to ask the question of why is this coming out of Tucker right now when there's such big issues we have to confront? We still haven't acknowledged fully the destruction of the vax. It's killing people every day. By Edward Dow's numbers, that's somewhere around 10 million people have been negatively affected by that vax. Over a million people dead and 8 to 9 million people that have been permanently disabled or permanently sick as a result of it. That's crime against humanity. And we haven't dealt with that. We aren't dealing with the 700, 800,000 children that go missing in this country every year that the media constantly tries to debunk with its work of Snopes and everything else. And the number's probably worse when we take account for the kids coming across the border that aren't accounted for. We're not looking at this influx of of the illegal aliens coming in and settling in. That's becoming a big deal. And it is a big deal in a massive way. Because even Mayor Adams now is starting to question what they're going to do about it. It's shocking people because the liberals are having to face now the reality of them being a sanctuary city, an open border, and what joy that was supposed to bring to the country. Deluded, distorted, and retarded at the end of the day, liberals have become the greatest, the greatest anchor for our success as a nation, not the greatest progress and, and point of success. So we have a lot of rift we still have to overcome. And there's a lot of issues at hand. But the problem is that we are still living with a highly divisive space and culture. You can't mention the word Trump to anybody that's liberal without them literally having a meltdown. 
though they'll listen to Robert F. Kennedy, who says many things that are similar, and they'll cheer and they'll bow and they'll do whatever else they do. So we're still at a very divisive point, and it would be my expectation that there will be a lot of attempts through false flags and other things in the coming weeks and months to try to fuse that into a civil war in our country. And what's going to make the difference, ultimately, is the strength of a remnant, its prayers, and its solidness in God. It is going to be a place where we have to start being truly in that alignment as the children of the Most High. That's literally the title tonight. Armor up, hands up, and buckle up, because it's going to be a wild ride. But I truly believe that the destiny of this nation right now sits with a group of people that have committed themselves to the walk with Christ in a bold and powerful way. Stepping aside from the skinny jean pulpit and the dead stone wall church and stepping into the true church of Jesus in this world and accepting the walk of authorities given to us by God. As we step into that mightiness and that glorified place, we have an opportunity to truly transform. We have an opportunity to do greater works. So when we have a storm coming at us on the East Coast, why, why should we not pray against that and rebuke it in the sense that Jesus showed us, peace be still? These are things that we have to believe. And if we aren't going to step into those places, I believe we miss an opportunity because I don't believe the future is determined for where we go in the couple next months. So that is in the next few years. We are in a window of opportunity and change. And in, in everything I will do would be to lead us to a place where we open that door for the greaterness of kingdom to enter and the greaterness of God to do his work through us. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for this evening and all that we have, times that we have together, and the glory which we have been given to walk in this path with the authorities given to us by, by you and by Jesus. Father, tonight we're going to open this prayer with a, a prayer against this hurricane that is truly charging its way towards the East Coast. Media is once again fanning the flames of fear, trying to project this as being something massive, and perhaps that is true. But Father, we also know with the authorities given to us, we can rebuke this, and we speak these words, peace be still. We speak these words to the storm as Jesus showed him ourselves, and Jesus, in your name, we declare, peace be still. This is a time, Father, that we're leaning into the greater miracles of this time to witness the greatness of you manifesting through us and then walk in this time and place to expose the greatness of kingdom and put their eyes on you as the most high. Father, in this walk and this time, we know that these miracles are going to be needed. And so once again, we equally pray for, this, for the town of Lahaina to raise up a miracle, to restore the land, to raise up the people and to literally raise the dead of the, of the children that have been cast out and lost. Father, in this time, we pray for a nation a nation that is wandering, so many are wandering, that these miracles can be found one by one, continuing as we pray each week, each show, as each time we assemble, as we pray for healing, to pray massively into healing and let each person that is healed become a spokesman, another a, a demonstration of the belief in the miracles of the living God. Father, in this time that we walk, these are times when we are seeking to be part of that greater miracle, to, to bring about into this world, to let people witness the glory of who you are. And we're declaring those authorities in our life. We declare those through our Savior, Jesus, and we bring those through Jesus to you, Father, for each one that we pray. Guide us and protect us in this hour. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, 
it's a great time to be alive. And it is, a, it is a fantastic time to come together. And it's a fantastic time to stand with one another, to unite the tribes. And that's ultimately what Barsfest is doing. We're bringing the tribes together. We're praying in for the blessings of the Holy Spirit. We're there to heal. We're here there to raise up. We're there to cast out demons. And we're do, there to do greater works as we are called. And all of this is coming together in a perfect hour and a perfect time as God would lead. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.